hello this one is an on-the-fly recording so I've got my mic on and I'm sitting at work um, and I hope for the best that this will come through clearly and it won't be too crazy you know listening to work at the same time as I'm recording and it might be that this is a bit of a weird recording but I don't care I'm here <laughs> so I hope all of you lovely people are having a good day and I hope so far you've had a good week um, and so wh why am I recording at work because I, I never do this right you usually get it from bed maybe my car when it's really quiet but not today because as usual I have some things to say and this is my podcast so it's all basically dependent on me saying things right <laughs> and before anybody um, thinks to themselves why is she recording this at work like don't her work care well let me tell you something number one I am the boss anyway of my team and number two I leave in like 10 more days so all in all I'm at the point where I don't really care about what what's happening at work that much and it's not that busy where I am so I, the only problem is is that people are going to stop me as they're walking past my desk because it's in the middle of a warehouse so I just want to talk today about performative activism it's a massive deal a massive deal oh do you know the irony all things aside um, I'm listening to the radio at work and um, Justin Bieber sorry is on um, for those of you who are new to my podcast um, my family my dad's side come from the Caribbean a little island called Nevis obviously um, I'm steeped grown up steeped in this culture as well as my mum's Irish and English culture too so I find that my my life is very rich and I don't want anybody to diminish diminish that but anyway I've always had a problem with this song because um, it's <laughs> it's to a soca beat for those of you who, who know about music um, it's just like a jazzed up soca song um, to make it obviously appealing to the Western market of pop but the music the dancing to the music sorry is <laughs> all dance hall and um, in the video to this not one of the dancers was from Jamaica or Barbados or St Lucia they were all from they're all white from New Zealand although Paris Gobels who is the choreographer um, is a New Zealand um, indigenous New Zealand she's a Kiwi sorry um, <clears throat> and I've always really had a bad taste in my mouth about this song because it's just all these elements of my culture and not one part of it is credited and there are so many talented um, dancers in the Caribbean who are proper dancehall dancers that could have been in this video and I just I feel like it's that whole trope of what is most aesthetically pleasing to the West they could have really really helped out the, the islands because obviously there's a lot of poverty in the islands and it just so I really hate this song and I guess I'll have to have a little interlude now because now you know why
okay so now that i've had that little rant let's get started so what is performative activism performative activism in a nutshell is this people who do things for likes or sort of like um back a campaign of equality for for likes and it's as simple as that you know on the face of it looking to be saying and doing all the right things but really it's performative and they can't follow through with their actions and that is it and why am i talking about this today so to give you a bit of background information if you refer to my earlier two videos um what do i think i'm on youtube i oh, know i'm not i'm just sitting at work so <coughs> if i refer you back to my um previous two podcasts about a situation <coughs> um and over the last couple of weeks one particular person has expressed a lot of misogynoir towards different black women in the tarot community and it is horrific and then after that to the wider um black community as well claims of black people have no culture black people don't know their roots black people can't use the term tribe a lot of anti-black sentiment um not listening to black voices and so and to be honest with you it is extremely traumatic for people when they think that they've found a safe person who turns out like that so that is my first thing about it is the feelings of everybody involved um if you found especially if you find out it's another um person who is from the BIPOC community like that's it's an extra bit of salt on the wound you know we kind of I like the pretty patels of this world not because I like them but I on the face of it know what they're about straight away it's those people that pretend that they're not like that and then come out with racist sentiments that I really have a problem with and they make it really difficult because <coughs> every time we find out someone is like this it's trauma it's you know this realization that that person is no longer safe that person is fake um that person is a user so quite with this certain debt creator that was racist for the whole campaign of her kickstarter and so she has towed the line it's only now that people have spent their money that she's is not doing so so obviously we have lots of people saying their trauma and what's come with that trauma as well has been abuse from other people who have gone over to um, certain people's pages and just abused them people have had abuse in their inbox who are not even connected to black femme tarot um, you know it's really nasty as well like I mean I've had people DM me asking me what's it about because somebody has sent them abuse you know it's really out of control and all of this is on top of people experiencing trauma of racism so they're having racism and then abuse it's not fun but it's been continuous and um today i saw somebody who is really really vocal about racism um indigenous rights <coughs> and so on use let this offensive woman have their platform and i was absolutely astounded absolutely astounded it was such a move and i just thought wow so so to explain what that means so as somebody um who is is on the receiving end of racism quite a lot um 
that makes it for me in my mind that means then that the person who has aligned themselves with that racist is no longer safe I can no longer believe that that person is being straightforward about their anti-racism work and um, equality work and it's not just me I've put it on my Instagram and other people also are agreeing because they see what I see it's not about people having my opinion because we're all different but the way that I viewed it is that that is a white presenting um, racist being supported by a white person who is trying to who who makes comments about trying to challenge the system about you know to bring in an equal system and that for me is absolutely performative activism you cannot support anti-racist equality work if you're prepared to uphold people who then display the same opinions and all act like it's not happening there's that whole um phrase of of silence is violence compliance is violence and it really is true because <clears throat> I was, me and my mum my were talking about this the other day because one of the problems of being British in this country is watching you know the government act so out of control <clears throat> you know they actually made an anti-racist um, inquiry to which they concluded that racism doesn't really exist in this country completely gaslighting the public it was awful um, but one of the things that is most frustrating about being here is that people don't say anything people don't take enough notice to talk and when you look through history in your, the history books Nazi Germany was reliant on people's apathy and reliant on people's willingness to be quiet to sleepwalk through and this is the same thing and it's all because silence say nothing at all is really dangerous to people of color all for the sake of likes and i'm not stupid it was a very well-timed interview very well timed so where do we go from here with people well I think if you are a white ally what you need to do is listen you need to listen to people of color you need to listen when black women are telling you somebody is not safe when they have themselves being abused by somebody you you can't prop that person up or that opinion that is just awful you need to do the work, you need to do the reading. It's all very well posting things on your Instagram and saying, we need to change the system. But if you're not gonna do the reading and you're not gonna listen to women of color, then you're not doing anything at all. You know, it's just shouting in an empty room. Really it is. And if you're not prepared to change the status quo for yourself, then I would say that maybe your own racism is, is showing sounds quite harsh I know but microaggressions are more than just shouting the n-word at people microaggressions are allowing things to happen turning a blind eye to people's suffering which theoretically is what I feel has happened today so this is a really short podcast 
mainly because I'm at work and it's a little bit awkward when the drivers walk past and I'm sitting here with my microphone speaking to myself and then colleagues are doing the same it's so awkward so awkward um, but yeah I would like it if people um, could just ask themselves if they're in it for the proper long haul I'm not looking for racist um, so racist I'm not looking for anti-racism activists who are not prepared to change their own way of thinking you know even me I've had to decolonize my mind I've had to really do the work because this country will gaslight you when you as you grow up to make you think that everything is okay when when actually it's not you know I've had to do that too I've had to challenge my own behaviors in the past I'm not saying I've, I've been racist not at all but I mean internalized towards myself decolonizing my mind meant that I needed to look at my own features and see that they were beautiful for what they were rather than comparing myself to Eurocentric standards of beauty you know decolonizing isn't just um, decolonizing yourself and a racial aspect it's not just that it's learning to love yourself love what you're you know what body you're in love your hair your body the way you speak really fall in love with your own culture and not compare it to a culture that um, you're surrounded by so I'm gonna do a reading list for people I will do that shortly um, but yeah if you're an activist it's all very well you saying things on the internet but if you cannot be bothered to support anti-racist work when it matters then your performative activism is just that performative I really hope that people listen to this podcast and understand the kind of hurt that they are causing by doing this because it's real and every single time something goes unchallenged or behavior is accepted what happens is that those people who are relying on you to be a better ally cannot do that and being an ally is not only listening but also doing and the fact is this in this fight for equality it's black and brown voices that are not being listened to therefore we kind of are reliant on the very people at the top of the system to unpack their racism unpack their prejudice decolonize their own brain and then speak to other people of the same skin tone because white people who are racist only listen to white people who are not racist and this is a pure example of of that the disappointment in my voice is big I know but it seems to me that it's another day of ticking people off the list of safe people and it makes me quite sad to be honest and you know I will say like when people vote in this country anyway when people vote for the Conservatives who have made reports saying that racism doesn't exist in our country and so on that's why I don't speak to them I speak to very few Tory voters at the moment 
I've got a few friends that I know have voted Tory, but they're more or less decent people. But I don't speak to most because I think that if you are going to support a um, a party that does gaslight people of colour like that or black people, then you are literally doing this, doing that to me as a person as well. Even though it's not your actions, you're supporting those actions. <sighs> what a world. Anyway, um, I'd like to wish you all well. My next episode is going to be about my hair. I'm just formulating the episode now. And I'm looking forward to actually recording that one because I've got so much to say. And I wish you all the love and the blessings in the world and hope that you have a really good week. Lots of love.